messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Our stress level is off the charts and our anxiety is like, hello. My name is Andrew Walsh and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. What's ringing your bell today? <laughs> uh, it is about a bell, a Kristen bell, one of my favorite bells. One of your favorite bells. One of my favorite bells. Do you think I will get sued by our friend? I think it's like Liberty friend. and then Kristen. What about Rachel? What about our friend Rachel Bell? Yes. When I said, what's ringing your bell? I, I could oh. feel the lawyers from Cairo Radio <laughs> shooting daggers into the back of my head with their eyes. I wonder who owns that now that she's not at Cairo anymore. That's a good question. We should ask her. We should get her on the phone and ask her a bunch of questions about intellectual property. Yes, we should. But today we're talking about Kristen Bell, who is everywhere on the uh, on the old marketing tip these days, and including a couple of ads that really caught my eye because they're for wildly different products, but incredibly similar ads. So it kind of took me on a deep dive um, into like all of the all of the many things that she promotes and how uh, extremely dialed in her brand is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing this show that you put together. I like the way it was like, go go for it. I'm interested in hearing what you <laughs> have. I'll listeners, be, I hope this will be a good show. I'll be in the other room. Um, <laughs> no, I just remember, I mean, going back a ways now, I think maybe, maybe around the time we started this podcast, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, um, we were seeing... A handful of commercials with her and her husband or partner, Dax Shepard. Husband, Dax Shepard, yeah. And they really, the the advertisers and them, the, the, the actors and the couple, really keyed in on what makes their relationship really appealing. Yes. And they did that, I think, on a couple of different um, services or products. And we were really impressed with that. That's a long time ago. And now, you're right, I haven't looked at it comprehensively, but you just see Kristen Bell in a lot of commercials and like she just really... It seems like she really fills a very specific role of how a certain person sort of sees themselves. Age, class, sex, yeah. or gender, I should say. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Like, she has really, she has cornered the market on a, on a certain kind of uh, woman, a uh, professional woman, usually with kids, who mm. has a, you know, a, fam a woman who has a family and a domestic sphere, but also um, is a professional success. And it's really interesting to see how she's like uh, kind of evolved this brand across a whole a whole range of products, mm -hmm. which I, again, want to stress, like cross a lot of different product categories. I also will be bringing you some more uh, commercials from the 90s that I found on a VHS tape later on in the show <laughs> with love from me to YouTube, as we call it. Um, both of the commercials that I've picked out for you today are car related, including one that includes, a, I think, a fantastic drop that maybe we can use at the beginning of the show next week. It's a guy saying, now I'm a car. <laughs> I've, it's really great. You know that we talked about this off air. There is a radio commercial for um, like one of those DUI lawyers. Oh, like, yeah. You got a DUI. I think it's DUI away. Probably it, DUI away. Yeah. One of those kind of like, they all sound like um, Saul Goodman to me. Mm -hmm. um, but he, it's this hilarious radio ad. I, it's very hard to find radio ads, so I can't play it. But it's, um, he talks about like all the myths that 
people think of when they think about how to beat like a breathalyzer basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says it opens with have you heard that putting a penny in your mouth will make you pass a breathalyzer <laughs> and then later in the commercial sort of he, he returns to the penny theme and just says out of sort of out of the blue if you put a penny in your mouth you're just gonna seem crazy <laughs> i always wish i had that i wish that was my ringtone i know it's hard to find radio commercials but <laughs> Because they kind of make these like very kind of uh, leaning towards somewhat trashy, but somewhat at this point iconic commercials, mm-hmm. these 1-800-DUI-AWAY commercials, I was wondering if maybe we'd be able to find some online. I'm sort of Googling now on the fly, which does not make for good podcasting, but maybe you can remind me and I'll take a deeper dive. I could see them as the type of company that has a YouTube page, maybe. Possibly. Let's say that if we find it, we'll stick it on the end of this episode as a little Easter egg. Okay, yeah. Um, or, if you put a penny in your mouth, you'll just seem crazy. Well, I'll tell you what. If we can find some, I think we can build <laughs> out on that. And maybe we can actually do a little bit of a deeper dive All in right. a future show. But anyway, so I will be bringing you some commercials about cars. And then also uh, in the ad council, some folks have some commercials they'd like us to take a look at. But also we got a suggestion from an ad counselor that mm, I think we might have the technology to do. Somebody yeah, had a, that... That I will, I will have to take a mea culpa on because I, I didn't, I didn't know that we could do that. This thing. Someone had a suggestion for the show. I immediately wrote back and said, "Hey, bub, I'm not taking your suggestion." (laughs) Did you start it by writing, "Hey, bub"? Is that that's how I like to return emails to to listeners? I said, "Hey, bub." Hey, bub. Luckily, their name was Bub. (laughs) I like to start the emails. Listen up, bub. (laughs) But um, anyway, yeah, we did get an email from somebody with a suggestion of maybe how we can improve the after these messages pod catching experience so we'll see if we can make any headway on that first though let's figure out what's going on with old Kristen bell All right, where should we start? Should we start with some of uh, Kristen Bell's newer commercials? Yeah, let's start with um, one for hers. That's the, um, uh, I believe it's a spinoff of Hymns, which was, uh, which is then used to be for Hymns, which was basically just boner pills. But it's all grown up now, um, and this is, you know, they're more more in the providing, you know, um, prescription medication for all kinds of things. And the hers brand is really focused on women's health. Um, and Kristen Bell is the spokesperson for uh, in this ad, and she's doing something that I've talked about in a previous show, which is uh, she's playing a bunch of versions of herself, like various personas that are part of her personality. Um, you know, we ta- we had a whole show that was like about that that basic idea, mm-hmm. and in this one um, we have sort of the Kristen Prime. She's wearing like sort of pink flowy uh, like jumpsuit or pantsuit. And she's talking to four different versions of Kristen Bell. One is like uh, workaholic laptop Kristen Bell. One is like um, stressed out mom Kristen Bell. One of them is like exercise free Kristen Bell. One of them is goth teen Kristen Bell, which I feel like they stuck goth teen in there just for just for the lulls. You know what? I know. I think that it represents darkness. darkness if, if they're okay. talking about mental health here yeah, and fair. this is like for anxiety, you have somebody who's like, well, we'll just solve it by working more. And then the the mom who's like folding clothes will be like, I think we're already doing a lot of work. Yeah. And then and I have to kind of set this up because you're just going to hear Kristen Bell's voice. Yeah. She's just talking. <laughs> 
talking to and versions so of herself. It's kind of good to know who's saying what. It's like kind of the sarcastic uh, goth Kristen Bell who's like, uh, that mac and cheese is already doing a lot of work or something like that. And then you have some exercise Kristen Bell in there who wants to work it all out. Yeah, so she kind of, uh, Kristen Prime comes in, asks what they're going to do about all this stress and anxiety, and they each have suggestions. Okay, our stress level is off the charts and our anxiety is like, hello, any ideas? Workaholic Kristen, just stay busy. Feels very busy right now. Oh, we could eat the kids' leftovers. That's a lot to ask of mac and cheese. Who invited her? Your mom. We have the same mom. Look, we can busy the day away, but there has to be a better approach. Jogging. Side hustle. Doom school. Another mom group. We've tried all that. It's time for something different. See how simple that was? There shouldn't be a stigma about taking medication for anxiety. Get started at forhers.com. So she orders her medication and all these other parts of her personality disappear, which that's an interesting way of looking at mental <laughs> health. I really didn't listen. I don't want to get the sued re- here. A real Sybil approach to, mag- to uh, marketing. But as we, you know, as we like to say and quote Rocky Five, sue me, sue me for what? Like, I do sort of, I was, I always got the impression, as you sort of alluded to, that the company Hims started off as, as wanting to just basically sell ED medication, like so many different companies, but like kind of with a, a younger kind of we're um, a disruptor mentality, yeah. kind of like almost like we bought a factory in Germany because razor blades were too expensive for shaving companies. Like Hims wanted to be that. And I always sort of got the impression, I could be totally wrong about this, but then Hims started to say, hey, listen, if we're just going to be tagged with like the ED company or the boner pill company, like that's not great optics. Let's let's say kind of flesh out our catalog a little bit of, yeah. of men's health stuff, and so they get into then, like you say, hers is a branching off of that as well. And I'm sort of cynical about the whole thing. I know we're not supposed to really get into the the companies, but like we can. I mean, there's no rule. I mean, I don't know. Like, I like this commercial, but like, it also just makes it really. It just really seems like. Hey, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff here. Like they want to seem like they're responsible and talking about mental health, but then they just have a commercial where it's like, I just opened my iPhone and I just bought a bunch of pills and literally my problems disappeared in front of me. And it seems like there's more to say about the state of healthcare in this country. I, I agree. I don't think that this is the answer to healthcare in this country. Um, if that's if that's that seemed like that's what that, you were implying, that Genevieve. Seems like my pitch. No, it, no, it wasn't. I, I'm just like I don't know. I've, this commercial gives me a. I love Kristen Bell. I think it's a well-made commercial for what they're doing, but it also gives me like a bad feeling about well, where we are as a society. Well, Kristen Bell's been really open and and in other on other platforms about destigmatizing. Uh, mental health needs mm-hmm. and the need for medication if that's what what you need to be healthy um and i think so so i think i wonder how much of your reaction to this is to the product trying to grow up and that's a big thing i want to talk about with her brand which is kristen bell is like our national grown-up she's like our national uh like mascot for for being a good for being a good grown-up right for being and is it more than that is it a certain generational is it like a millennial grown-up like a yeah. a, a grown-up who 
who is kind of like the quote unquote adulting grown up. Yes. Like, how did I get here? I'm I'm still young and attractive and fun. And I'm why still, am I I'm stepping s- on kids' blocks in right. my living room? There's literally one that's a, that is about stepping on kids' blocks. I uh-huh. don't think I have it. Um, I don't think I have that one specifically in here, but it's for another product she um, she promotes called uh, Happy Dance CBD infused skincare. If that yeah. answers your question, yeah, yeah, it's like the it's the it's the adulting style of grown up. It's the I'm still a hot mess, but I'm yet I'm sort of it's sort of a glamorous way of being a hot mess where I, you know, I forgive myself and take do self care and all those things. Um, obviously, she's very beautiful. She's very successful. Um, but uh, so many of these ads that she does revolve around being in a sort of a hectic um, domestic space where she's juggling a lot of things and this product is the response to that right mm-hmm. whether it's like childcare needs or hosting a dinner party or just having anxiety and stress like it's this it's this sense of a person who wants to have it all can have it all but needs like x y or z service or product mm-hmm. to to just like level up and it's so funny how like across, really across the board almost, that's what all of these ads are about. Mm-hmm. And again, I applaud destigmatizing mental illness and talking about it. And I'm, I, I also, I think generally speaking, think we should maybe knock down some barriers to access when yeah. it comes to medication, obviously. But also, there's something about that particular brand and this particular and this particular message i sort of think that like i just i think mental health is something we need to take very seriously and i feel like for hims and for hers or whatever are monetizing off of it but not actually i just really doubt that when you go online and you log into this app and you send an email to a doctor who says yep sounds like you have anxiety Mm -hmm. and the next thing you know you can buy this medication at high prices from them that that is probably not the best approach to mental health i don't think that somebody who who truly or struly as i like to say (laughs) uh has issues with mental health that this seems it just seems like literally like just make it go away by buying a pill on your iphone i don't know i I would be curious how how low the barrier to getting whatever pills you want is on this. Like, you know, if you want to use Adderall recreationally, which I've heard can be done. Um, like, is it, you know, can you go in there and just say, like, I have ADHD symptoms mm-hmm. and you get Adderall or what? Like that. I agree. Like, that's no good. probably. Yeah. But I'm with you that lowering the barriers to mental health treatment is always good. And. I do wonder if this was a brand that you had a better association with that hadn't come out of the Snoop Dogg kind of uh, wink, wink. Uh, you oh, know, he did promoting, actually do ads, for doing this, yeah, forgot, doing promote, yeah. you know, promoting ED medication with this sort of wink, wink attitude. If this would feel less uh, scuzzy to you. Maybe. I don't think it was the history of the commercials with this brand, just an understanding of sort of how yeah. these things usually work. I just don't think that this company is super interested in really sitting because I think talk therapy is probably going to be a part of it for a lot of people and having a therapist who gets to know you and then can prescribe things for you. Um, I, this just sort of sounds like a, a company that can monetize off of this idea that like, hey, we're destigmatizing health when I just I just I find it very hard to believe that hers and hymns truly care about the people they are serving and yeah. more about the bottom line. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what their uh, treatment regimen really looks like. You're probably right. 
Um, but if five Kristen Bells was too many Kristen Bells for you, how about we just bring it down to just two of them? Okay, that wasn't my issue, but okay. Well, let's just say it was for the sake of okay. the segue. Okay. Uh, but don't you? Th- this is what made me want to do this show. That right now, this hers ad is running that we just played, and this Lazy Boy. I know Kristen Bell's been the Lazy Boy spokesperson for a while, and oh, she, I, I don't think I knew that. She is clearly someone that they hired again because her brand of stylish adulting is mm-hmm. so strong. Because what's Lazy Boy's surely their biggest issue, right? It's like the 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 perception that their brand is just for like just like big overstuffed mm-hmm. chairs that flip back with the lever mm-hmm. for for old grandpas, right? Right, right, right. Or just what I, I think of somebody and, wearing like a robe that's too open yes. and too showing. Too I mean, much. the name alone is just such. Yeah, I right. almost think they would be better off just like I'm sure they can't bring themselves change it to, to LZB like KFC. <laughs> Should LZV? <laughs> they should do that. <laughs> like Weight Watchers tried to. Like, oh, yeah. we're WW now, which is so much harder to say. So much worse. W is like one of the most awkward letters to say. Yeah. And when you're trying to like, I I shouldn't go on this thing. Um, but on TBTL, I went on a little bit of a rant because on a radio commercial, somebody is saying it's like some commercial that's airing now on sports radio in Seattle, like the best garages or whatever in the PNW, and like I. I figured it out like it's the exact same number of syllables as Pacific Northwest, but is so much easier and more pleasurable to both say and hear the words Pacific Northwest yeah. than PNW. If you're writing it, obviously. Yes. It and I was even sense. then I was like, I wonder if somebody handed somebody radio copy yeah. and they were shorthanding it. They might have. Because why would you say the best garage doors in the PNW? Yeah, that's anyway, not a thing that we say. Sorry to go down that path. So Lazy Boy, branding issues. They hire Kristen Bell because she's beautiful and, and has great style. Um, and her style feels both, like I said, there's a really de- there's a domestic quality to mm-hmm. her brand, but it's like a, a very stylish domestic quality. Yeah, and she's got a kind of a carefree style, a casual style that you can almost relate to, sort of, at least the way they kind of have her in here. Well, like... they have her in a couple ways here. Mm-hmm. So we start with Kristen Bell, who is all dressed in um, neutral linen colors. Her Her home is sort of like moss green and lin- white linen um very stylish but not there's no real edge to it it's like pretty you know pretty sort of mainstream appeal right mm-hmm. like very beautiful but but nothing nothing bold about it really she walks in she starts telling you about how you you know if you want to have a home that feels like you you need furniture that feels like you that's where lazy boy comes in then Kristen bell part two part two comes in pushes the the screen halfway over and she's got a much more um again very stylish very beautiful domestic space but more bright colors more sort of like um interesting fabrics and textures and she guess what you'll be shocked to learn can also find what she needs at lazy boy lazy boy knows that you're not home until your home looks like well you or me That's why everything comes in a variety of styles, from traditional to modern to everything in between. As I was saying, no matter what inspires you, you'll find everything you need to make yourself at home. Now, they're kind of doing that classic. Yeah, they're they're pushing the um, partition of the split screen back and forth. It's got... Definitely the vibes of Run DMC and Aerosmith and the Walk This Way video. I think that's what inspired it. I'm pretty sure. Let's wait until the end to see if there's a credit to either (laughs) one of those bands. As I was saying, no matter what inspires you, you'll find everything you need to make yourself at home at Lazy Boy. 
Well, at least we agree on that. Oh, look at that. They end in the middle with compromise. Did I cut off something at the end? No, I think it's just they're just talking about like, And so you have clearly Lazy Boy's trying to cover a lot of ground here Mm -hmm. to tell you that it's not just uh, pleather lounge, you know, like Mm -hmm. like Lazy Boy recliners anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I got to say, like the the couches, the sofas and chairs and that like are okay. They didn't like wow me. I didn't think they were stunning but you can you can only get so far with the design where you also have to have it rock back with a yeah. foot recliner you know because i think that's the thing they're really like not gonna, not gonna uh give up on yeah just like some some older person like in the dark with just lit by the flickering tv <laughs> and they're filling it up with their farts or whatever um you know there is an issue with rebranding like not only is lazy boy not a great name i'm just looking at how it's spelled right now and it's Looks like Lazy Boy. I guess that doesn't really matter because it's been around forever. Maybe that's forever. the new thing, Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy. <laughs> Come here, Lazy Boy. What else is on the um, on the rundown here? Uh, all right. Well, we've talked about we talked about shipped uh, before. I think. Do I am I right in thinking that maybe last year it was a Super Bowl commercial? S H I P T. Yeah, this is an ad that would have fit well into my show about fake profanity sure yeah um but in this one uh chris so shipped is one of those like delivery services right They'll like bring... for groceries or whatever yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Store. she was in that's right it, it was kristen bell she was in the grocery and store I had and a really it hard was time a super bowl commercial it. yes and yeah. i totally misunderstood sort of the premise of the ad, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I yes i think she was doing the shopping she was playing the role of the yes. personal shopper maybe yeah so it's sort of confusing in this one it's a little bit easier to follow she's just kristen bell Again, and she she sort of plays a version of herself in all of these, in so many of these ads, because she's so recognizable, and her brand, again, is so strong. In this one, she's in, again, her home, this beautiful domestic space, although I will note, very different domestic space from one she's in, uh, in later, some later commercials we're going to look at with her husband, Dax. This is more like traditional, kind of a New England style, nice big house with beautiful yard and everything. Um, but not not like in the not in the like Los Angeles Hills or anything like like she'll be later. Maybe she has two homes. Wouldn't shock me. Um, so she's in her in this house. She's got a again, she's super busy. She's juggling a lot. Um, and she's got a list on a little chalkboard in her kitchen, her beautiful kitchen uh, of all the things she has to do today. And it's like, you know, get acquire like get some shopping done, wash the dog, all these things that she has to do, these domestic tasks. And with each one that she does, a shipped uh, person pops up to help her bring her the things she needs. And she, and like the reason I said it could be in my fake profanity show is that they use shipped a lot as in like... I shipped my pants. I shipped my pants. <laughs> yes. And done. Order complete. What's next? Oof, I got a lot of ship to do. Kids, don't forget your lunches for camp. Oh no, I'm out of... Monster trail mix? Cheryl, you're a peach. Got some of those too. Kept them on top so they wouldn't bruise. My goodness, you are just as sweet as pie. <gasps> Cheryl. Cheryl has brought a pie as well. All right, Fritz. Now she's trying to wash down. the dog. Ugh. Kristen, think fast. She's out of dog oh, shampoo. Nice. Yeah, I know Fritz's skin is sensitive, so it's hypoallergenic. And it conditions too. Great find, Ben. Hey, would you mind giving you a hand with Fritz? <sighs> I don't think a shipped employee will actually come help you wash your dog. I think you're right. Board games? I got you covered. 
Thank you. Also, I might need help with the- No problem. I even had some time to enhance your snacks. Get unlimited delivery from your favorite local stores with Shipt. Shop today. It does seem like they're promising a lot. Yeah, they're promising they'll come over and be your domestic uh, help for the day. Yeah, helping wash the dog, laying out yeah. the food. Yeah, shipped. You're over promising. I think you're over promising. I think you're gonna get yourself sued, shipped. But isn't it wild how 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 the, all of these commercials together are painting this incredibly uh, consistent and detailed portrait of Kristen Bell, super mom. And working actress, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, noticed that on the chalkboard when we saw it before the commercial played, the yeah. very last thing was spa day. So I thought that was going to happen. But maybe the commercial is is chopped up into it various is. versions. Yeah, I didn't include all of them, but there are some more where she goes further down the list. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, because it seemed like a strange thing just to end on the list. Yeah, no. And yeah. It, that's another thing, too. Like, she, she gets with, she starts working with these brands where she sort of has, like, an ongoing, like, soap opera or, or serialized mm-hmm. version of her life. And it's just... Again, I know I'm just completely uh, beating this horse to death, but like, I think it's so smart and her agent or she must be really brilliant at figuring out ways to, she's getting paid to do all of this work, right? I was going to say, I hope she's getting paid because she could be making bank if she is. She's making plenty of money doing these ads, but each one of them is a piece, is, is valuable to her in another sense of like, creating this incredibly strong and monetizable brand mm-hmm. of this person right mm-hmm. like who's like and it's like her real life in a version of mm-hmm. her real life mm-hmm. and you know, it's not like when brad garrett you know um stumps you know shills for jimmy john's like that's a very funny performance he's tony he's playing tony baloney tony baloney <laughs> i mean that's a total tony baloney right um yeah you know in this can i just ask you one question you said that like we know this as Kristen, so we think of her as, oh, yes, she's a mom, but she's also a working actor. But actually, the funny thing is, is like watching these, I forget that she, that her job is to be an actor. I don't even think that really is in play. I think we just see busy mm-hmm. woman, professional, yeah. who's just trying to do a lot of things at once. Exactly. I don't, I, I, you almost forget that she, what her other job is going to be to go be on a set somewhere. It doesn't really matter what it is. She's just like kind of like, both you can imprint your own thing on she's it. somehow both a fantasy version of yourself as well as ju- it seems just attainable enough yes. you know what i mean it's ju- as yeah. opposed to i'm trying to think or like, just out of reach <laughs> i don't know if this is i i i, re- I already regret even starting the sentence because i don't know if when i get to the end of it i'll stand by it but almost like um do you remember my bathtub show we did a bunch of commercials where people were yeah. always in a bathtub and some of them just showed much more luxurious lifestyles. Yes. I almost was going to point to the Lizzo one, except I think that one is supposed to be very relatable as well. But it was so, so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to not look at Lizzo just being the iconic goddess that she is in that bathtub and her having this fantasy of ordering all these things off of Amazon. Yeah. 
similar to the shipped thing, but that vibe seems so much less attainable. So not that it's yeah. not 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 that it's not relatable in a certain way or certainly attractive to the audience that they're going for, but it did seem like so much like you say, Lux. Whereas this is just kind of yeah. and we are gonna play a commercial here. I think it was in the show she washing she's a gonna, dog. Lizzo's not yeah, exactly. You think Lizzo's washing her dog. But she's still, like you say, very beautiful yes. and like and and, and and all of these it's things. It's not she's goddess still, though. But she's not goddess level, and we yeah. are gonna see a commercial here where she is being Kristen Bell, but here she is in a in a in a beautiful home, but a cluttered home that has kids in it. And there's yep. crayons on the wall, and she's gonna take this. This is the one that we, you and I were referring to before. She's gonna take this CBD lotion, right? And yeah. it's gonna help her deal with being somebody who's living a nice life but a busy life and trying not to let the hectic nature of it get on top of her that's exactly right so this happy dance cbd infused skincare which is a brand i've never heard of and isn't a huge brand the way like um some of these other ones are like she does you know lazy boy is certainly a well-known brand um she she uh works for enterprise samsung we'll get into Uh, so she also does these littler smaller brands but that where the where the branding that does for her and the 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 way it paints her fits in with her larger brand uh sort of strategy or whatever so this is again for happy dance cbd infused skincare she's in as you say a a lovely but cluttered and definitely child you know full of children we don't see the children i i notably and i i think maybe in almost all of these if not all of them you never see the children Uh, or you rarely see the children, mostly what you see is the adult experience of living in a space and caring and having responsibility for Mm -hmm. children. So she's talking about the benefits of taking the CBD-infused skincare and how it helps you as a parent. What does happy dance feel like? Well, it feels like having the strength to watch the same kids' movie 17 more times this week. It's a It melts away all memories of crossing the playroom barefoot. Ouch. It's the rich, luxurious feeling of having successfully kept another person alive for four years, three months, and 26 days. Mom, can we get a tiger? No! Make that 27 days. And then she kind of salt she in a she walks up the stairs in a faux sultry manner and the the walls of the stairs are covered in crayon mm-hmm. scrawls. It's this is another one that I feel like I want to kind of chew on for a while but don't know if I can be articulate enough. Um I don't have an issue with this one. I don't know exactly what CBD oil on your skin does. I know not what it's promised. Swear not, by it or whatever. Yeah. But um and I've, for what it's worth, uh, just to be on the record, I have experimented with marijuana from time to time in my <laughs> life. I'm aware of the effects of that. But CBD is a little bit different and it reacts differently for different people. But the funny thing is, like, we know that CBD is not THC, that yeah. CBD is not going to get you stoned the way marijuana will. But there will, I think, for our generation and maybe even the generation that this is directed to, to um there will be a connection between those things like mm-hmm. weed you know well they're both products from um cannabis from, yeah exactly and so i think this is really interesting i'm i'm not against it but i think it's really interesting that 
they show her like how she sees herself in her mind when she's blissed out mm-hmm. on this stuff and she's in this flowing sort of yeah. sundress. I don't it's know if it's just a sundress, sort of, it's sort of kind of a goddessy sundress. Goddessy sundress. And yeah. it's like literally like billowing and mm-hmm. her hair is sort of billowing and she's Did you get like, the little joke when she says watch the same kids movie 17,000 times or whatever yeah. and there's like a picture of just a cartoon snowflake on the on the screen in front of her and you know she was one of the stars of Frozen of course oh no I totally you, missed that if you want oh, right. if you want to talk about a movie that some parents have probably seen yeah sure plenty. right right and when she says it's a metaphor does she mean something in the movie is a metaphor I'm a little confused about it's a metaphor oh I forget I'd have to hear where it comes maybe we again. can replay it but Either way, so she's, and then you see her, um, and she's saying it gives you the strength to forget about walking across the toy littered floor or whatever. And we see her barefoot sort of like kind of ballet dance uh, through these blocks representing like we know that how many times does a parent step on a Lego and go through the roof, right? But in this, she's reimagined as this like flowing, graceful creature. None of this stuff gets to her because she's totally blissed out. And then at the end... All of that magic goes away when the balls come tumbling down the stairs and we see... And the kids are yelling about getting tigers. Can we get a tiger and the walls are just covered with crayon scrawls that you can suddenly see in relief. And then we see like she's just wearing her around the house clothes, you know, jeans and a t-shirt or something. And her hair, specifically her hair is bad. Like it's, it's like kind of all frizzed out, right? Right. But then she's still in this flow state and she says, make that 27. And she continues to like saunter in this dance up the stairs. Only she looks kind of like a wreck. Like well, rel- relatively speaking. Like the point she is. She looks the way we all look at home when we didn't have a chance to style our hair that day. She doesn't, you know, she's not walking around with one shoe off and like, you know, and a no top or something. No, but I mean, for a director in a commercial to make a woman's hair specifically sticking out and fraying, which you don't usually see, see in, in commercials, like this is a very specific thing that they're going for here that she is totally frazzled. Like how many chocolate commercials do we see of a woman at home, but she's totally made up? Like this is a clear creative directive choice to show this woman. And those crayon markings are no joke. Yes. And so the point is though, she's still blissed out. And at the end we see her, like the world sees her, but in her head she's still (laughs) sort of like flowing up the stairs as if she's still like kind of high. And again, I know that she's not high, but I think it's a really interesting thing. Like you you take this thing and it makes you full of bliss or whatever. And I, it's hard for me again to separate it from being high, which CBD does not really do to you. But then at the end, she's still in her fantasy, but we're just looking at our stoned friend sort of. Well, it thinks, you know, she's able to deal with the chaos around her, which is inevitable uh, in a more uh, just equanimable way. You know, like she has, she like, yeah, her hair is frizzy, but she, She's functioning like this is totally functional. But but as she goes up the stairs, she goes up the stairs and rubs against the staircase in this way like she's on ecstasy. Watch this. She's still like she's still in her fantasy world only where and she's kind of stumbly. And we so she's still that that kind of sundress fantasy version of herself. But we're seeing her in the same way that like you might see your friend on ecstasy is my point. You think think this is irresponsible parenting advice from CBD skincare? No, no. I think it's wonderful. I think it's awesome. I just think it's really I think it's just 
was really interesting yeah. that they would show. Imagine 20 years ago telling someone that you would see a, an ad like this yeah. about parenting. Exactly. About parenting. And also, again, like to me, so... I think it's really bold that they show what somebody who's blissed out looks like through your eyes yeah. when you're sober. That's not usually a good look. It usually isn't. I know I've said almost every ad, this could be in another, another show. And I think that's just a byproduct of having done 380 shows. But um, we we talked at one point about uh, commercials that feature parenting as like unvarnished, you know, and like the yogurt commercials are like this and like um, Pampers does a, a whole campaign around it. Like, hey, parenting's hard. You're going to like stick them in front of a screen and let them eat Cheerios off the floor sometimes. Like that's just modern parenting and you're good and like you're not doing anything wrong. You know, like mm-hmm. re- reducing or trying to like take the shine off of the idealization, particularly of motherhood, I think, especially. Um, and so this would definitely kind of fall under that category, too. I think like, you know, parenting is hard. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to like take the edge off. It's almost got, yeah, it's almost got like mother's little helper vibes to it, doesn't it? It does. And I mean, maybe that is, and it, they really, Maybe they over-indexed on that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, but by the way, everything that I was saying was not critical, but just like very, I think very interesting that yeah. that they would do that. That they would say, by the way, in this fantasy, like our product will make you feel like you're living this one thing, but they will still then pull back the curtain and show you <laughs> that as you're blissed out, yeah, like you you're you just sort of look like a stoner. They I think need, it's kind of what interesting. they're showing is that there needs to be a crayon moratorium in that house. Exactly. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to show this next one. She is also the um, pitch woman for Neutrogena uh, skincare, and these aren't these don't really fit into my uh, my overall thesis about her brand. They're just her beautiful face and skin um, close up, talking about how great Neutrogena products are. But like, hello, are you also shilling for Neutrogena? What happened? What happened to Happy Dance skincare? What do you mean? Well, like they're competing products. Oh, you know, and maybe I would, I mean, it is CBD Happy Dance skincare. I thought that they were, I thought that the CBD skincare product was supposed to put you more in a frame of mind as whereas this next one is going to be focused more on clearing your skin yeah, and opening your pores. But yeah, there's still skincare. This is just, this isn't that interesting. She's just like pitching this natural, Neutrogena Naturals. Neutrogena Big Naturals is what I think the they should have been called. foods you eat, but do you know it's in your skincare? Neutrogena Naturals, a line of nutrient-rich skincare with pure, naturally derived ingredients carefully chosen and clinically proven to cleanse purify and moisturize and you'll never find any harsh chemical sulfates parabens or unnecessary additives healthy skin starts from within Neutrogena Naturals. I love the way they say unnecessary additives as if any other product considers their additives to be unnecessary. They're all in there for a reason. Exactly. They, everybody would have a reason to and put an additive in And that reason is shelf something. stability. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Neutrogena Big Naturals. Check it out. Um, this is for this next one is for Enterprise um, which I they would be at pains to tell you is not just a car rental service because the pitch that she does for the for Enterprise now is like all the many different services that Enterprise allegedly uh, sells now, including like you can buy their used cars, they do some sort of carpool thing. I didn't include the one with like all of the many services that they do um, because I thought this one was funny because it involves like a lazy boy boy style chair. Um, 
Are these a little bit older? I feel like these are maybe. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen them recently. Okay, yeah. Because um, I can. I think I remember these. These may have even sneaked their way onto the show before. We've probably talked about mm-hmm. them before. Um, she's stand in this one. She's standing in the lot at an Enterprise uh, location, talking to the salesman, and she's hearing that you can you can uh, trade in any car, trade in trade in anything for uh, to buy an Enterprise car, um, and she has an idea for what she could use. So I can buy from Enterprise Car Sales, and you'll take any trade-in? We do. Really? Any trade-in? That's right. Great. She rolls up a big, sort of beat-up leather, uh, Lazy Boy-style chair. Well, it does need to be a vehicle. Yeah, but I need this out of my house. Maybe it'd look good in your place. (laughs) With a fair, transparent value for every trade-in, Enterprise makes it easy. I didn't feel like they landed the joke or if there was a good joke in the end. I thought she was going to be like, it's got wheels or something. <laughs> it's got wheels. I just thought it was funny that the person who does ads for Lazy Boy yeah. is like dunking on this very traditional looking Lazy Boy chair. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of Lazy Boy chair that you yeah, were describing. That they've that, disavowed. That they're exactly distancing themselves from. <laughs> um, all right. So those were all Kristen, uh, Kristen alone, right? Mm-hmm or Kristen with herself anyway. Um, but she has done a ton of ads with her husband, Dax. And this is, again, very smart, very much a part of their brand. A big part of their brand is not just domestic um, controlled chaos, but the happiness of their marriage and the, like, the, the, you know, they have done, they do a lot of work, I feel like, in terms of their publicity and their PR of kind of selling themselves and their relationship mm-hmm. as to, like you said, like we're adulting, but we're still, you know, we're still eye rolly. We're still, we're still young. We're still able to like have fun and be cool. Um, and speaking of mental health stuff, I think Dax has been vi- like, he's got his podcast, which I admittedly have not listened to, but I think he's been very out like upfront and out loud about struggles that he's had really? with mental health. And I believe, um, uh, uh, substance stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And it's, and it very much like feeds into this brand. And by the way, I keep talking about their brand. I don't mean that it feels inauthentic to me. In fact, it feels very authentic to me. And I think they're just very smart about packaging and selling, you know, something that they are, they're really good at. Mm -hmm. So they made, they have done, I don't know, a dozen, if not dozens, of ads for Samsung. They basically are the spokespeople for Samsung. Ongoing, you think? Oh yeah, I think it's. I mm. think they continue to be I the spokespeople. Um, although this ad is, they've been doing the ads for a long time, but I, I think that they're still doing them, um, or at least that they're still running. Um, and these ads are really long, and I, I even watched like a behind the scenes making of one of these ads, mm-hmm. which really was just them pitching the, the features of the oven again. So I didn't play it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this whole household full of Samsung products, right? Like Samsung tablets, Samsung, Samsung washer dryer, Samsung uh, refrigerator, Samsung. Um, uh, what did I miss? Uh, I think. Did you say tablets? I said tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, so like anything that Samsung makes, and again, they think they're really trying to place it in the domestic sphere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they have. Instead of the big beautiful New England house that she was in for the um, for the shipped ads, now they're in this gorgeous, very Los Angeles, looking out over 
over the Los Angeles Hills, you know, glass walled house. Um, and they have these ongoing stories and these commercials can run anywhere from like 60 seconds to two minutes just telling a little story and they even refer to it in their behind the scenes as like their reality series telling a little story about some domestic um you know plot point basically in their lives where we have to get uh our kid's birthday party you know produced we have to oh no like our kid got juice on their favorite stuffed toy and now we need to we need this great washer to to save the day or we're trying to have friends over and they also have kids so we need a refrigerator that can handle all of the all of the things right Mm -hmm. so it starts with this one that is now quite old but i remember it vividly for the galaxy tab s and this is kind of i think this is kind of like to me the beginning of the story um because they're pregnant or she's pregnant and they're going through their whole day where she's very pregnant um and just kind of like using their samsung devices uh their tablets their tab uh galaxy tabs to have fun, to be together, to connect with each other, even when they're in different parts of the house or they're disagreeing about what they want to do that day. And then it all culminates in she's trying to get dressed for some big fancy uh, awards about gala or some banquet or something. She comes out in all these different dresses and eventually they just give up and watch the princess bride together. How do you even hold things with these little guys? (laughs) Hey, we promised we'd hike. I'm checking the weather. Uh Uh-oh. Look at that. We better play it safe and focus on mental fitness. She notices that there's one tiny cloud in the weather forecast, so she wants to blow off the hike. What are you doing down there? We're watching a a baby tutorial. It was actually a motocross video. Mm -hmm. Is the audition to play a Portuguese guy? No, British. Oh. Woo! Yes! You just deliver? It's a no-go on the pierogies. Kale chop. Kale salad's out. Frozen yogurt. (laughs) Honey, are you okay? She's watching an animal friend video. When it sounded like she was having a lot of fun before she was watching a video game. Then they went into this um, montage of him, I guess, doing shopping. Getting but, her some food for but her st- cravings. Like kind of FaceTiming with him while they were kind of negotiating the shopping list. And you're pregnant, sweetie. Just roll back for one second because I love this little moment. She's watching. She's standing at, at her window, staring at her window and watching uh, a dog and a cat be friends in an Animal Friends video and just tearing up over it. Are you okay? It's been so nice. I'd prefer you didn't watch these when you're pregnant, sweetie. Just watch like the huge You are really going for it. Your eyes are muscles too. Perfect. I don't know. These are the dresses. Beautiful. I feel like it makes me look pregnant. <sighs> Honey. Spectacular. You didn't even look. Of course I did. What are you watching? Oh, I love this scene. How late are we? It ended two hours ago. It says the next big thing is here. They're curled up watching the movie on their iPad, which seems weird in this giant house. Put it on your TV. But I guess the point is you got sucked in on your iPad the next thing. It's just like me sometimes when I'm like, 
up in the kitchen watching some dumb shit on my iPad and eating, and then you'll come up over my shoulder and then start watching it with me yeah. over my shoulder. It's like I've seen Succession, and I mm-hmm. also could put it on television. But, but it's one of my favorite things is to have somebody watching the TV show I'm watching over my shoulder on my iPad. It's it's like, I think a lot of people like that feeling. God, relax. <laughs> they don't do it that I thought often. that was your thing. I thought you would relate to that. That's your least favorite thing in the world. You cannot stand people standing over I your shoulder, I do not right? like anyone standing Isn't over that, my like, shoulder. Isn't that like one of your least favorite but it's not what are your least favorite things. <laughs> You're just saying it to be mean. One thing, I mean, you said this, but just to reiterate, I think that the, the the key thing here in this campaign that's different from everything else that you talked about is they are definitely themselves. They are definitely the Hollywood couple. Right. Like the CBD commercial, yes, Kristen Bell can have kids and still have to tap dance through a but that's not her room house. with toys, yeah. but whatever. That's, but it's the fact that she's a Hollywood celebrity when she's not at home is totally beside the point. Right. This one is very specific. They're, they're both stars. They're both. He's in a tuxedo. They're well, getting they ready to him, go to an award ceremony. They show award ceremony. They show uh, pr- practicing for an audition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the 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 reality of their lives as celebrities and actors is very present in the in this whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the but the sort of like we're relatable as parents piece of it, it becomes much becomes a much bigger part of the story. This is the this next one is for the specifically the Samsung washer. And by the way, if you've ever if you've ever on the iSpot page uh, for these ads, I just can't tell you how hilarious the description of these commercials is on iSpot because whoever wrote this description either works for Samsung. Oh my God! Is this whole thing the description? Yes. This is- this is three huge paragraphs it's like 600 words and and the person is so in love with them they're they're like you might think these commercials are just fun to see Kristen and Dax doing their domestic thing but Samsung also gets to showcase the wonderful features of their washer dryers it's like okay you know what just describe the ad this one it looks like is from 2015 I remember this one also being from from a while back this is the one that has the appliance in it yeah so this one has the Samsung washer and the big feature that they're trying to promote is the fact that you can um there's a sink in it basically like that you can flip down and just have like a working sink on the top of it which Mm. you can then flip up and put the clothes in um so if you want to do like a pre-rinse first like if you want to stain you know spot treat something or rinse something off you can do that so their child who again is off screen as is in almost all of these the children are off screen Dax comes running in with a code red because the Lammy, the little stuffed animal that the child loves, has gotten a bunch of red juice on its face, and they're trying to wash it off before the baby freaks out because it doesn't have Lammy. Code red. Code red. We're code red. Come on. Laundry room is down. How bad is it? Oh. She took a juice box right to the face. Clear. Okay. So. What about backup Lammy? This is backup Lammy. All right, go, 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 go. Get your head right. Don't let her see the fear in your eyes. <laughs> With innovative active wash, get That's a built-in sink and washer all in one. That's pretty funny. Does a kid care if there's a stain on their um, lammy? I mean, a kid might not care, but a parent might care. Yeah. You don't want your kid to have, I mean, it looks like it got shot in the face. Yeah, it looked pretty rough. Yeah. Um, this next one is... Um, the ad again very focused on the feature of the Samsung uh, appliance, which in this case is the refrigerator. The the lower 
portions of the of the refrigerator can be freezer or fridge, depending on how you set it. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? So um, Dax comes in looking for the gravy that he's been saving for six months in the freezer. Um, and he says he's going to eat that gravy, but she has changed half of the freezer into a wine fridge. Oh, this is really, I have not seen this one, but also, so this refrigerator, instead of being separated into two halves, it's four quadrants. Correct. Up, down, left, right. And the two bottom ones, you can adjust to be a freezer. Both of them can be a freezer. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how long it takes to go from freezer to wine fridge. Yeah. Probably not instantly can we get one of these um we have neither the money nor the space to install this can we hold a fundraiser to buy a house where we can install this sure seems reasonable (laughs) hon why is this a wine fridge now and not a freezer for my leftover christmas gravy you know i thought our friends might prefer drinking wine over gravy well it's only six months old i was gonna eat that check the freezer freezer you check the freezer check the freezer freezer Right. Let's get the Chardonnay and gravy party started. <laughs> With innovative cool selection. And then they have this, they're just, they're so good at including like little moments where the two of them are affectionate with each other. Their, their, their charisma and their, the way they relate to each other is so natural because they are, I assume, legitimately in love and also very good at acting Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're in love, right? And they do a good job of all of these being in the same house. I'm seeing this next commercial, which I don't know what's going to unfold here, if it's going to be focusing on the refrigerator again, but it's very clearly the same Samsung refrigerator. And in the background, it's the same huge piece of wall art with a mirror in it and everything. I kind of like the consistency. I love her saying, check the freezer freezer. That is the type of... That is the the type of thing couples. It's a it's the type yeah. of language couples would come up with. Yeah. You know, is it in the freezer? Freezer? No, no, no. It's in the downstairs, downstairs, or whatever. Right. You know? Exactly. We yeah. all we all have those things that we, uh, that we start calling things in our lives because there's mm-hmm. they don't have like a proper name, but we give it we give it a name because that's our the way we use it or experience it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. We have a room. Do we call it the TV room? I don't know what should... to call that room. I call it sometimes. I call it the yellow couch room. Yeah, which I take that over TV room. But I don't it really like, is a TV. Room. I don't like TV room because I just hate saying TV room. But and it is not also it's not the only TV in the house, but it's the only room that's primary function is mm-hmm. to have a TV in it. I also keep my exercise bike in there. I'm open to exercise bike room. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm open to, um, you know, um, cedar chest room that has one of those. <laughs> I guess I, I brought I've got the up. cookbooks in there, cookbook room. Yeah, um, My book I, binding supplies are in there. I just brought it up because now I'm putting us on the spot, but I just sort of feel like you and I have a million things like that. Like if not in this house, other houses Table as well. Table I refinished room. Oh no, there's two of those. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, we had in our last apartment, we had a closet yeah. that uh, our landlord had left some like leaf blower equipment in Old and paint. paint cans, but we also would store some stuff in there. And even though it was just a closet in our home, right. in the apartment on the second floor, we called it the shed. Right. Because it had there was shed no, stuff. Yeah. Because it. it had shed style stuff in there, tools and what have yeah. you. It and wasn't like a shed. Had, it was a, a closet. We had a room that was like a storage 
kind of a storage area off of our bedroom in the upstairs. We called that the attic. Yeah, right. Which I guess that was kind of technically an attic, but we also called it the, the cat's room, I believe. And cat room. Whatever. Um, but yeah, the shed, I think, is a perfect example of that. Anyway, what are they focusing on in this next ad? So they want to have, this is the story where uh, their parent, their working parents... Um, they have other couple friends. It's really hard to go to a restaurant when you, you know, have kids. Um, they luckily are um, rich and have a beautiful home. And so they invite their friends over um, and then they're using their refrigerator uh, to accommodate the needs of all these different people who have different dietary needs and have children who have dietary needs. And they, I think that also gets into the... Um, the oven, the Samsung oven, mm. which is a dual oven, which, oh, I do crave a dual oven. Ryan and Amy want to meet for an early dinner. No, no, we already have plans with Sean and Scott. Well, why don't we have them all over here? They can see the new house. Yeah, that sounds a little chaotic. Just six adults, four toddlers, and a baby. Great. We'll host a circus. Aren't you supposed to be vacuuming? We're multitasking. This thing is amazing. Roll over. Beer and wine, check. Six pack of frozen breast milk about to be thawed. Just crush the beverages. Going formal tonight? I was involved in a natural disaster mid-diaper change. <laughs> this half will be gluten-free, and this half will be vegan. You're going to love that. And what am I going to eat? Okay, I understand. Sean said his in-laws just dropped by for a surprise visit. Well, that was Ryan. They're out, too. At least we don't have to share. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> So now they've made this huge spread and nobody's coming over anymore? Yeah, the tag on that is they say they need to get better friends. Ah. But like all of the all the appliances, they showed you the oven and stove, the refrigerator, the Roomba-style uh, auto vacuum. Um, Samsung can do it all. One thing about this commercial that stood out is it is like a... Um, it is like a compilation of all of the... Th- of many of the things they showed us in earlier commercials. Yeah. Oh, you like, get to see the washer dryer. You see the washer dryer. He he pulls down the little wash basin tub and uses yeah. it without over explaining it. And also he says um, six, whatever he says, six containers of frozen breast milk that's about to be defrosted. They don't go in and explain why that is. The only reason I know why that is is because he's going to turn the freezer freezer into a refrigerator freezer. You know <laughs> exactly, what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really want that refrigerator. I don't know if you can tell, but um, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. I almost feel like this one is trusting that you've seen the others in a way yeah. and just reinforcing. Well, they really are like a little, I mean, they, they sort of joke in the behind the scenes, but it is almost like a heavily subsidized, uh, pretty boring reality show now is this next and final one is this for their own did did dax and Kristen start their own product am i right about this hello bello oh is that is that their own product oh let me look that up while you actually talk about what we're about to watch well hello bello is like a so it's a they bought a diaper factory in germany Mm. company um it's one of those uh you know you've got kids you obviously you need diapers uh they send you however many diapers you subscribe for every month or however often you need them um and it uh both dax and and Kristen are the are the representatives here i don't even know if they say anything in this Oh look, they, it's their company. So I'm on the Hello Bello website. That would explain here, why they advertise. And for it, it says, "Our story: Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are parents who believe there is no such thing as other people's children, though they reserve the right to deny that when it's 
duty when it's diaper duty time or just duty time <laughs> or just duty time i'm sorry um but anyway yeah this gives me the impression that this is their yes. their project their all right company. well then that explains why at the beginning of this she is working in the diaper factory but then she goes from working in the diaper factory to needing diapers as a parent oh okay sounds good it's very is it kind of a song and dance it's in, song and dance in a brightly and- colored and yeah. lit factory kind it's of it's really thing. like the look of so many ads these days a lot of the super bowl ads had this look of like really bright designy colors lots of lots of dancing and singing and and just lots very cute a lot of cuteness after we watched this commercial i'm glad you knew that was their company i did not I know just that. rang a bell i think if maybe because will. it's bellow maybe oh, also yeah. hinted but when i was just typing that in to confirm that I, I typed in hello bellow and google wanted to go to hello bellow controversy or controversy how do they say it in britain controversy controversy I don't know. um i think we should look that up after this commercial okay yeah. i want to go I right know to what the, the controversy, controversy is. yes i'm just Okay, so you're just bearing the lead that this is a play on a Donovan song when you're sitting across from one of Donovan's larger fans. For babies who poop. Their pants. It's really hard to describe that, but yeah, it's just sort of a fantasy song and dance number. Yeah, where they're making diapers and they're using diapers. Mm-hmm. Then Dax arrives in a hazmat suit and ferries the dirty diaper away. And then for some reason, he feeds a cartoon bunny. So why... Um, What's the controversy? Is there a controversy? Kristen Bell excitedly announced the launch of the Baby Lion Hello Bella with husband, but not everyone is racing to buy it. Soon after the Good Place actress shared the news, criticism followed the plant-based brand featuring diapers, wipes, washes, lotions, and sprays for being exclusively sold at Walmart. That's their beef? That I mean... Come on. That like what is this? Or is it 1992 and we're shocked at Walmart? Walmart's like I when I can buy something at Walmart over over Amazon now I'm like when? Uh let's see here. It is it is it almost a um is it almost a classism or a classist thing sort I'm of? I'm sure it's the like Walmart is destroying yeah. America's small towns, but like yeah, no, that is Walmart's, true. Yeah, sure. Walmart's fallen so far behind the curve of destroying America's small towns. Amazon is doing an amazing job at that. Yeah, right. And I guess if, if, if this diaper brand is aimed at like having a small ecological footprint and being environmentally responsible, maybe they feel like Walmart's on the other side of that battle. I mean, Get over yourselves. I thought it was like one of those ones where you subscribe and they send you stuff. So I'm surprised it's sold in any brick and mortar store. As one person put it, now I'm just reading Yahoo News, which, by the way, like this is one of those articles that just says something happened and a bunch of people reacted online. Now we're going to quote a bunch of randos online. As one person put it. You should be required if you're going to quote someone's tweet, you should be required to put parenthetically how many followers they have. One person said, "Ah, everything was perfect about the announcement until the partnership with Walmart. I can't blame underpaid families for shopping there because it's affordable, but also I can never support that enterprise or the family that owns it. Any company that has thousands of products assembled via child labor, especially companies monopolizing the market, need to put in 
need to be put in serious check. I hope that person does not own an iPhone or, in fact, any smartphone. Oh, I'm sure that person is. I'm sure they're above. I'm sure they are completely above all criticism. Anyway, that's the dumbest controversy I've ever heard. All right, let me play a couple of uh, commercials for you here, Aviv, that I found on my VHS tapes from the 1990s. I believe both of these are probably from 1995, and they're both, as I said at the beginning of the show, related to automobiles in some way. I don't know how much to say about this first commercial other than I think it's kind of a pretty good scenario it's uh two kids two boys i'm gonna put their ages at like i don't know what 11 years old or something somewhere between the ages of 10 and 12 and um it looks like they're sort of having a a sleepover or something and the one kid is leaning out his bedroom window with a pair of binoculars watching cars come down the road. The other kid is laying on the bed, nowhere near the window, and all he has is the sound of the cars coming down the road, but he's identifying the cars just by their sound, Whoa. the sound of their engines and impressive. Here comes one, oh, an 87 Buick station wagon. Got it. 74 Volkswagen Beetle. Two hundred eighty-five horsepower V eight six-speed nineteen ninety-six Chevy Camaro Z twenty-eight. Yeah, but what color? <laughs> and then the kid at the end kind of screws up his face like he could actually take a stab at what color. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. It ad. was cherry red. I yeah. wondered if I remembered it yeah. a little bit too. It's a it's a clever ad. It is a clever ad. Um, I do think this was very late 95. That's why they're advertising. I'm, I'm pretty sure this was from a an MLB playoff game. So that put it in like October mm-hmm. uh, 95. So they're advertising the next year's model, the sure. 96 already. Um, but... I it, think that's great that it, it sort of capitalizes on the the romance and the the mm-hmm. um, you know the the cool factor of the Camaro. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I love this next commercial. It, it I'm trying to re- it's for GM. It's for General Motors, and it's an advertisement for a feature on cars that we just totally take for granted these days, which is daytime running lights Ooh, on a yeah. car. Remember, I mean, there was I a do. time when like. Cars didn't real automatically yeah. have running lights on at all times. It was quite, it was actually like kind of quite a thing like, whoa, dude, you left your lights on. No, those are the running lights. Yeah. They'll go off by themselves or whatever. Well, they're kind of introducing the concept here. And so what we have is we have like a, a GM spokesman, right? But he looks like he works in, you know, maybe a, a repair garage. It says, it says in his handwriting or what purports. Oh, yeah. There it says. The Dennis Wise GM safety engineer. So he's a GM safety engineer. He's wearing like sort of like coveralls or or some sort of like you know kind of work jumpsuit like that but he's standing out in the middle of a road somewhere so this is a road you can tell he's in the desert like the american desert somewhere mm-hmm. like i don't know there's some mesas Utah in the or background yeah. and it's one of those roads where it's just a two lane road you know just one one lane for each direction um but it's in the middle of nowhere so you know that people are just screaming down this road right and he calls it a two lane highway now he's not in a car himself he's just holding in each hand one of these headlamp 
the headlights, right? A headlamp, basically. Or no, a headlamp is something you actually well, wear. Well, it's in your, a controversy yeah. whether you call it a headlamp or a headlight. <laughs> he's holding a torch. <laughs> no, he's holding like two two headlights from a car, these daytime running lights. And as I told you, he's just going to kind of explain why it's a good safety feature. But then he's sort of at one point, and I already kind of told, I spoiled what he's going to say here. He steps sort of into the, sh- it's a bright day, but then he sort of steps in the shadow of one of these mesas yeah. or like a little mountain. Um, and he sort of disappears but you see just the headlights he's holding and he says now I'm a car and then they do some sort of little, <laughs> a a little trick where like where he was standing with these two lamps he, it looks like he sort of becomes a car that then drives through it it's, it's not Is like, it like a, Optimus Prime style no that yeah, would be amazing be it's sort amazing. of like he sort of disappears you just see the two headlamps and then the headlights become kind of a car racing at you and then he appears again at the end it's not it's not like it's not some really clever video wizardry or anything like that sure. it's just sort of goofy i really like this these are daytime running lamps when you're on a two-lane highway like this in very bright sunlight it helps you see a car or truck headlights at night help you see other things but this lets people see you anytime if I step back into the shadow, I disappear without these lights. But with these lights on, I'm a car. <laughs> and right now, General Motors is the only domestic car producer that is going to have these daytime running lights. And we're doing them just because we think it's the right thing to do. We're just going to do it. It's so earnest. It is so earnest. And it's really... Oh, wait. Actually, he actually, says... I do think it's kind of a good trick the way they make him become a car. It's kind of cute, right? And he's kind of cute. It reminds me... He says something at the end. Let me go back here because I cut it off too early, I think. We're just going to do it actually done it <laughs> and then he has a big smile it reminds me a little bit of like the down home is it pepperidge farm commercials i don't think so but where they have the employees write and produce their own commercials i think it's um it's uh not jimmy dean it's one of those sausage yeah. it's johnsonville okay yeah johnsonville it's a little bit like that a little less contrived yeah well and i've always actually this might be a good show uh topic i don't know if they do this as much anymore but commercials like that where someone who is held out or or who they claim to be not a spokesperson not a ceo but a working person Uh who who makes or designs or safety tests the product um who can sort of speak with authenticity to some feature or some quality uh, of it like i think that's an interesting way of doing because he's not he's not polished at all and no. in fact they've styled him deliberately very in a very like humble ma- manner mm-hmm. and you can hear kind of one bad edit in there too an audio edit oh really well sort of stuck out to me um uh, i can't hear it because it's i don't really have that ear but um i think that's a, it's an interesting approach because it's really it's about it's about trying to convey authenticity and um and trustworthiness right mm-hmm. yeah no that's definitely it and and again like kind of like the working man right yeah but here, i also like that he says i'm a car i'm a car here i'll um identify uh, i'll listen again yeah, and make sure i'm, right. I'm pretty sure there's an edit in here when you're on a two-lane highway like this in very bright sunlight it helps you see a Was car that or truck that's one i think there's a worse one coming up Headlights at night help you see other things, but this lets people see you anytime. There, the, oh, anytime. anytime. There's something about fast. that you can yeah. just tell that there was something that they're editing there. Um, anyway, uh, fun times for all. Let's check in with the Ad Council. That's how I end everything. <laughs> can never do a show on a serious topic because my power out is just by yelling, fun times for all. <laughs> And they all died in a fire. Anyway, fun times for all. Let's check in with the ad council. All right, let's check in with the ad council. Um, Didn't we used to joke around about that? Like, 
NPR has like outro, like music for ending segments and things. And sometimes they would get like pick a song that to us sounded too jaunty for like the the uh like the the kind of news that they were talking about and we used to say like you should always ask yourself like how would this sound if the last uh, thing you said was and they all died in the fire yeah because i a big part of my job i mean it was a fun part of my job so i really kind of latched myself to it i think and became the unofficial sort of like music bed librarian of new hampshire public radio while i was there yeah. i was the morning edition producer like the local morning edition producer but i really got into this idea of like well i have tons of cds at home they were mostly cds at that time and like i can take <laughs> songs that we know and love and i can edit out the lyrics and just like you know like you hear popular music you know reconstructed as bed music on npr or whatever i was very into that job i, I loved remember. it but what i would do is because i worked with a morning edition host who was very keen to that idea of like what is the tone of my music coming out of this piece and there were three cd players in the on-air studio i mean it's so funny like how many radio stations even have a cd player at all but she had three cd players and so i would create cds and we would either call them i think slow medium or up or mm -hmm. something or down medium and up or something and they were exactly that like downbeat songs that were very serious medium could be used almost out of anything and then some really nice upbeat stuff that you want to hear from time to time but you got to be careful the story you're coming right. out of and i think that she would and, and i would the tiger befriended the peacock <laughs> and i had so that's how you say it for the up that's how you test if the upbeat music works yeah then why is Kristen bell crying when she sees it um They're being so nice to each other. <laughs> but i think and so i created a whole library of these things but they were all in those categories so any board op could put one you know you could put the up music in one cd player yeah. so even if there's a twist did you at always the end, do happy at the top neutral in the middle i just made them i wasn't in there firing the them the hopefully i hope she did it that way yeah like the the upper the beats the higher it is exactly. in the rack and that's exactly. the way it should be anyway we're in the ad council segment we're going to hear from harvey what's up with harvey oh my gosh is this regarding better help because i was going to mention that when we were talking about for hers before yes yeah, so this is uh from harvey uh harvey says i know i posted this to the facebook group a while ago and i guess we just uh, i either didn't get to it or i don't know if i overlooked it in the facebook harvey thank you for uh, resurfacing it in email and that's a good lesson to you all sometimes I don't see everything in the Facebook group but if it's really something that you want to hear us talk about um, by all means um, I am open to special pleading uh, Harvey says this is one of the best commercials out there this actor deliver actor's delivery is so on point I can't believe he's not getting work elsewhere I don't know is he not do we know uh, the look he gives at the end is almost chilling um, so I, we sort of gave it away and it, I, I was going to try to see if I could get you to watch it without knowing what the product is, but I don't know how to do that because you fired the, the yeah, video. Yeah, it's pre pretty clearly labeled right here, but we see a guy on a couch, yep. right? Um, is this mostly him? Yeah, just kind of talking directly to us. How, how old would you say he is? 30s maybe? Like kind of a little bit dad body? A little bit of a dad body, probably in his, you know... Somewhere between his 30s and 40s. He's dressed casually, jeans. Kind um, of quasi-hipster, like aging hipster kind a little, of a little yeah, bit. Like yeah, a, like a knit beanie on his yeah, head. But yeah. but also, like, he could be... Good-looking guy, though. Yeah, good-looking good guy. He could be sitting... He, he's on a couch. It doesn't read like psychiatrist's office to me because there's a blanket on the back of the couch. Mm -hmm. But he's just sitting there, and we don't know what his circumstances are. We just hear someone off-screen ask uh, what he wants, and he responds fully. What do you want? Want a job that I don't hate? Want to do something that matters? But I don't know what that thing is. I feel like I want somebody to tell me exactly what to do. 
I want to stop feeling like if I take one more step, I'm just gonna fall into a pit forever. I mean, what do you want to eat? Oh, pad thai. <laughs> yeah, so two orders of pad thai. Uh, yep, that's everything. And then it's just the screen says, oh, when you need someone else to talk to, BetterHelp. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I thought the reveal was going to be that he was in a psychiatrist's office. So actually, you kind of reversed, spoiled that for me in a good way. <laughs> you reset me up for a nice ending there. I said it didn't read like a psychiatrist's office to me. Right, which made me think it was one. Oh, well, you're anyway, outsmarting yourself. Um, It's not hard to do. <laughs> To outsmart me, I should say. Um, by the way, I mean, when we were talking before about what I thought was sort of the message of the HERS commercial, which is like literally quickly buy these pills and the problems in front of you will disappear. I was thinking of better help because I was like, now that's something that, you know, we've done ads for on American public media. And it seems like a um, it seems like a way of making healthcare and specifically therapy talk therapy, talk therapy yeah. accessible which is great until you saw the headline did you see the headlines last week no betterhelp.com is in trouble with like the fda and all these things for selling personal information of their customers to oh, advertisers better help this is why we can't have nice in things including personal information i oh believe regarding God. um i believe well here let me actually look up this is that USA is Today. egregious uh like things better that help, they learned in therapy i don't know if that's necessarily true has agreed to return 7.8 million to customers to settle with the ftc I said FDA, sorry, for sharing health data that it promised to keep private, including information about mental health challenges with companies, including <sighs> Facebook and Snapchat. That is, that's disgraceful. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we live in this world where we're destigmatizing mental health. That's great. But the people who we see on the for, supposedly on the forefront of doing that are companies that only care about one thing, which yeah, is profit. Which is profit. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, you know, like no, it, that's it's really sick. disheartening, right? It really is sick and disheartening. Yeah. So anyway, but that's a great commercial. It's a great ad. Yeah. Too bad the company's a piece of shit. Um, we talked last week about um, pubic pride and we oh, kind of yeah. debated whether or not um, you have to be. Pride is in sort of an essential ingredient of destigmatizing things like pubic hair, menstrual blood. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked a lot on the show about how poop isn't something that we feel like we need to be intimately, you know, in, we need to like interact with intimately to understand like products that clean up poop, mm -hmm. right? Or whatever. Um, this is a really interesting comment from listener David. Um, David uh, responding to whether pubic pride is is... And I, I made the argument basically that for groups uh, who have been marginalized or for experiences that have been marginalized, um, there is value in attaching the the idea of pride to it. Mm -hmm. um, and you felt like pubic pride is unnecessary. Well, there it was like this really flashy like song where they said like, I'm proud of my pubes or whatever the line was. And I was like saying like, do we literally have right. to be proud of every part of our body? I mean, I'm not saying that we should be ashamed of our bodies. I mean, I am ashamed of every part of my body, but obviously that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But I'm not arguing that... Is there that, anything between pride and shame? Yeah, I'm not arguing that everybody has to go around feeling shame all the time like I do. But 
in all earnestness, I was saying, but this, do we have to feel the absolute opposite? Do we have to take pride when I do I take pride in my mucous membranes? Do I really have to be, <laughs> pri- you know, I say that because I have a cold right now. And it's like we have bodily functions that maybe we shouldn't be ashamed of, but we have decorum around them and we don't have to be proud of blowing our nose or True, like but, I said, but we like, also do have a we have, for example, the Jason Manzoukas character that literally does personify mucus and it's not, you know, there's that's not uh do you think i'm down with push, that pushed into the shadows i would love to push it in the shadows okay well so i guess you're consistent anyway david writes i think your conversation about pride is an interesting one and it makes me think of a subject that comes up a lot in the blindness community i'm blind i'm not ashamed of being blind because it's part of me that i can't do much about uh, so getting to the crux of your opinions um, David says, even though I'm white, I would never use the term white pride. I said that I, you know, right. I distinguish between white pride, um, which I think is a representation of oppression and black pride, which is a representation of reclaiming identity mm-hmm. and, and so on. Um, David's down with that. He says, I'm not, uh, I would never use the term white pride because I'm not really proud of the historical oppression white folks have inflicted on in other races. Mm-hmm. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, perfectly. We should get Scott Adams on the show. Hear what oh, he thinks about that. God. Um, and then uh, David goes on. I think the black community using black pride is totally valid for that community. It's up to the community because they are a community that has been oppressed. My opinion as a white dude is irrelevant with regards to BIPOC communities. Uh, also, also mm-hmm. down with that. Pubic pride, he continues, is a little strange to me because as someone who has pubic hair, I'm a, that I'm a bit ashamed of because I don't look like I did when I was a youngster with a reasonably shaped man bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am, and I realize this is my personal issue and that hair happens. It's just uncomfortable for me. So I thought that was interesting too. Like, like I think it's sort of along the lines of what you're saying that for you, that's not a, like an area that that's not like a thing that you would ever want to like be proud of. But I also think that it does kind of boil down to where we just all are with our own level of comfort with our bodies, aging, hairy, flabby, whatever. Like we've all got stuff like there's a lot of parts of my body that I do not want on the cover of a magazine. Right. Um, and then finally- and, well, can, and also I would say that we, and I had, you know, I kind of said this as we were chewing on, chewing on it last week that like, I can't ignore the gender aspect yeah. of this either because there is a difference when you have a society that has had, you know, it's the social norms for women to shave their legs and shave their armpits. And, and now they're pubis. And, and I, I, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you do hear about, you know, manscaping and stuff, but there's never been an oppressive right. female gaze on the man. It's always like, oh, you men, you yeah. know, like we've got to get that going. Um, but for real. So because of that, I do think that there is an argument to be made that a commercial by women aimed at women mm-hmm. talking about the one that launched all of this last week i will admit like it makes sense to be like i'm proud of my hair down there that's what her her line was i was like do you have to be proud of it i understand that that is a reaction to a kind yeah. of oppression I there's agree. no ignoring that yeah um then david continues now back to the blindness issue some people in the blindness community use the term blind pride when posting on social media in reference to being proud of being a member of the blindness community My dilemma is that in modern language, the word blind is often used to talk about people being ignorant, stupid, or unaware. Mm. This is a thing I think about uh, a fair amount. This is you talking. Me, Genevieve, talking. I think about a fair amount, whether, you know, blind and deaf to something Mm -hmm. 
whether that's um, turn a blind eye, turn like a blind a phrase, eye, like deaf yeah. to their cries, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera. Whether or not we should still use whether that. or not we should still use it. David says, I still even use the word blind in the same way as the sighted commun- people. For example, that person is blind to the needs of diverse populations in modern society. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, the word blind, uh, so then since sorry, David continues, then since the word blind is used in modern parlance to describe people who are ignorant, stupid or unaware, doesn't the term blind pride insinuate that people who use blind pride are expressing ignorant, stupid, or unaware pride. (laughs) It's confusing to me why some members of the blindness community are so upset when the word blind is used to describe ignorance, stupidity, and a lack of awareness, but I can kind of see your point. See their point, rather. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think um, this reminds me of the debate around Latinx, which I don't know how closely you're following this. Um, but you've you know the term Latinx, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, of course. It kind of I think it originated in the uh, Latino um, queer community, but has migrated and really been embraced by a particularly academic community to be a, a non gendered way of describing people of um, Latin American origin, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I dislike it just as a grammarian, and it it, it does not follow the rules of Spanish in terms of like their X isn't a Spanish suffix. Yeah, I mean, and, the, the issue, I mean, the language itself is so gendered, like well, certain and it, and objects natural, end in A or O or exactly. E or whatever based on some made up genderization of objects. Yeah, the language is gendered. Mm-hmm. Most most romance language, all romance languages are gendered. Um, in fact, other languages are gendered too. But there's some interesting lo- uh, like laws being passed right now or, or being um, proposed right now that... Like, I think, uh, you know, Huck, uh, Sarah Huckabee, she's the governor of Arkansas. Is that right? She immediately outlawed the use of Latinx in any um, government documents or writings. And she did it from a place of fighting of anti-wokeness, right? From a place that I would not support. Just like, you know, we don't, you know, nobody's allowed to be woke in the in the Arkansas government. But then in Connecticut, some Democratic uh, Latino lawmakers are also pushing a bill that would outlaw the use of Latinx in government um, documents, because from their perspective, it, it's a cultural erasure. Mm-hmm. So it's super interesting to see how the term Latinx is just like makes everybody mad, yeah, right. <laughs> except except eggheads, except for the, or the or, yeah, or the people who yeah, Ad- the adherents, I guess adherents. Yeah, I mean, which is a I think a not to say zero percent of um, mm-hmm. the. There's also Latin A, which you you can sometimes hear as a as an alternative, but either way. Latinx is incredibly divisive, even amongst um, people of Latin American origin. So I'm just saying, like, like the use of blind as a as a metaphorical or or, or you know non literal term, uh, figurative term, is going to be divisive within the blind community. It's not my job to weigh in, and certainly not my job to quote unquote fix this issue or offer solutions but just out of curiosity when we're talking about latinx we use that as an adjective right like he's a uh, he's a latinx author or yes she's a latinx philosopher or whatever um and i guess latin just dropping any kind of like as opposed to saying latino or latina mm-hmm. you, latin just doesn't work as a configuration huh like it's just I mean, it already has its, it has its own, a separate meaning. Yeah, I think yeah, that right. makes it confusing to just include that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we should just call them all Latin lovers because who wouldn't want to be? Yeah, called no, that? that sounds that sounds good. I'm glad that you can take the conversation seriously, Genevieve. 
and actually try to advance. Please write in if you are like if I you am. are of uh, Latin American origin and let me know if you are or are not comfortable with just being termed in every context a Latin lover. <laughs> I um, it I mean it really is a good example of people wanting to do the right thing, but then also people in a global community saying mm-hmm. we don't all speak with one voice here. Yes. And we're talking about a global community that runs the absolute gamut when it comes to outlooks on sure. politics sure. and cultural norms and all of the, these things. Uh, yeah, the, the antithesis so, of a monolith. And then you have a group of, like, I, I think when you, especially when you think about the population we're talking about globally, you have just like such a small but well-meaning group of progressives <laughs> trying to solve for something that they see as an issue in their community. Yeah. And then you're giving the right just oh, pure ammunition. red meat yeah. to say like, this is political correctness run amok. Run you, know, you know, and Indeed. now, and now, instead of political correctness, they just replace <laughs> it with the word woke. Or uh, I'm the what was um, what is DeSantis? He's the anti woke candidate or whatever. Like, yeah. did I tell you this? I was just telling somebody this literally today. I think I was telling Luke on TBTL that I was sitting down in a. Um, in a diner like this is like the perfect time to run into old people at a diner I guess that would be like more like five in the morning but also like very late lunch yeah when I was you're gonna like, say five in the morning or four in the afternoon exactly and I went in for like breakfast and dinner time as I yeah, call it I went to this diner that I go to that is a real a real beacon for people who like to read newspapers over in their paper. glasses <laughs> yes exactly it's my it's one of my happy places and I walked into this diner at like 2.30 or whatever a couple of weeks ago and there was this couple couple behind me they were actually they were a little cranky with each other like I love seeing old older couples like enjoying their time together in a situation like that because I I like to think that like that's how you and I have spent most of our relationship (laughs) over steak and eggs at diners or whatever and there's a nice warm feeling thinking that we'll be doing that for a long time but then when you hear them snipe at each other it's like it's it's always gives me kind of a bad feeling Um, but uh, I, I as soon as I walked in I was sitting down and I was sitting down in a bench booth so that my back would be to them I I would be like sort of sharing the back of the booth with the guy behind me and the first thing I heard kind of like in a movie when you just like hear an accidental bit of dialogue I just heard the the woman say yeah he says he's the anti-woke candidate pause pause whatever that means (laughs) And I just remember like thinking about like, like, I don't know about the other people in the restaurant, but I was really waiting to see that pause felt yeah. really long to me. I was like, where Very is she, she going to go with it? Because you are of a certain generation, but yeah. you're also in Seattle, you know, and I wasn't, yeah. and I still and I, wasn't even would, sure yeah, what she say, meant. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, uh, whatever that means, if that's you know, approving or disapproving or yeah, just... Or literally whatever that means. Or just but at like least all, it wasn't approving. At least it wasn't approving. It's all yes. po- probably what it means was all politicians are full of shit. Yeah, probably. But, um, okay, I don't know uh, how we got on that. I wanted to maybe mention... It was, oh, well... Because it, was the, it is the weekly social commentary well, portion of our show. What I would like... So, okay, so David is raising the issue of like, you know, how do people feel about using the word blind in other non-literal... Um, 
ways, the way yeah. we use blind in all kinds of idioms. And he says, as a blind person, he's relatively okay with that. I'm going to not weigh in on that. I try when people correct me on something and say, "Hey, listen, when you use this this idiom that is outdated, it can make other people feel bad." I try not. Sometimes mentally, I'll push back on that, but I'll just not say anything. Mm-hmm. And then you just go vote but for then, DeSantis. But yeah, but then change my behavior, and then almost almost always logically and emotionally, I end up coming around anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still some things that you and I will talk about in our private life where it's like, well, I don't know, should you really say this anymore? And it's like, well, it's just, it's a term that has many meanings. Anyway, as far as blind is concerned right now, David said that, says that he doesn't really have an issue with it. I'm not going to weigh in on that. But what he doesn't weigh in on that I think is an interesting topic as well is how David feels about people being or, or expressing blind pride. Aside from this idea of blind mm-hmm. being a stand-in for um, uninformed, as David is saying, put that aside, put away right. the negative connotation, just saying this is like, hey, listen, we are a sort of community in that we are all blind, whatever organizations that maybe advocate for that or what have you. And they might say like, um, you know, we have, we are, we are proud to be blind or something like that. Like that, to me, from my perspective as an outsider, and I'd be more interested in David's thoughts on this than mine, that does make a lot of sense because the world is a challenging place. Yeah. And the world is, in ways, more challenging when you're blind. I don't want to be um, condescending about it, obviously, but I mean, I think the the actual, the, the hearing community, the heart of hearing community, that gets into some really interesting things, right? Like, there were to some... To reject the idea that hearing restoration yes, is a good idea. Like, there are actual, like... Like, you know, hard of hearing advocates yeah. who for years, for, for decades now, have had like a, a fierce debate over cochlear implants or other things that can restore the ability to hear, especially in young people. Yeah. And them saying, but no, that's part of our identity. We don't want to correct for yeah. it. And as a hearing person, you know, that is very difficult to relate to yeah exactly because one is one is a function you know but um i also know i I, i'm pretty sure i know this and david told me this in another email when we were discussing something else um that i think he used to be cited as well and i do wonder if that changes one's perspective on it as well if you're somebody who's been blind since birth versus losing your eyesight over time david here seems to be saying that um he has a dilemma or he he's he's ambivalent about whether blind pride is a is something that he personally relates to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and like he, it's a reminder that no group is a monolith, right? Yes, exactly. Can I read this last little nugget here? This yeah, is so from this a is listener. Where I, I'm going to have to make an apology. <laughs> a little which I, as culpa. you know, I dislike. Um, this is from listener John who says, I really love your show. Is that the part you have a problem with, Jenny? No, that part's fine. Okay, address these one at a time. <laughs> Take that. That one, that one's fine. I really like your show. No changes. No changes. No notes. You two are fun to listen to. No notes. Okay. But. Uh oh. (laughs) I wish you would include show notes with links to the videos you're talking about. And I wrote back right away. We do. Listen up, bub. Listen up, bub. (laughs) Get a hat and hold the F onto it. We do include the links on the Facebook group. And I even said, I know Facebook's not for everybody, but I, d- I sort of misunderstood John's question. You cleared cleared this up for me. Well, because when I first saw John's email come in, I almost had the same reaction. I was going to be like, oh, you know, Genevieve does do, you know, a lot of work to compile all of those links and post them in Facebook. And again, I'm not even on Facebook myself, so I understand that that's not for everybody, but there is a place to go if you yeah. want to see it. Um, but before I did that, I was like, wait a second, though. I mean... 
you can put a lot of show notes in a podcast. When I listen to Slate's political gab fest, usually they'll have links to every single article they're talking about in the actual show notes as you see them in your podcatcher or your podcasting app. I am the last person on earth who calls it podcatching. I got to get out of that habit. Like, what do you say? I don't know, but that's just something that like one nerd said in 2001 yeah. while trying to explain it's RSS clever. and like whatever. But like, so whether you're using your um, the uh, Apple podcasting app, which is one of the more famous ones or, or popular ones, I should say. Um, and famous. And famous. Spotify. What do we use? Stitcher. We use Pocket Casts. Right? I, I prefer... Um, uh, Gosh, I can't even I think of it. I thought you used Pocket Cast too. No, no I don't. Podcast Addict do you use? I use Podcast Addict, yeah. Which every time I say it, it sounds like it's an attic as opposed to a basement <laughs> where people an, call it. It's an attic where I keep all my podcasts. Um, but anyway, all of that is to say, I was like, wait a second, maybe we can, if you compile that big list of here's all the commercials we talked about with links, I might be able to copy and paste that into our um, podcast page and it might show up in your podcatchers or <laughs> apps or whatever. I haven't tested this yet and so we'll, experiment with it today we use like everything about the show an antiquated yep. podcast hosting platform soundcloud which literally almost went away a couple of years ago and they told us we had to download and save all of our content right yeah, I remember so that. um so i'm not sure if soundcloud if, if it works that well on SoundCloud, but let's give it a shot. Yeah. If you guys have like really messy show notes or whatever descriptions this week, let us know if it if it looks. Is there um, a way to do it on like a page two of some of, of the notes? Because I notice sometimes some of my podcasts have like a page of show notes and you like swipe and then there's yeah. more show notes. That might be a cleaner look. Yeah, I kind of don't think so with okay. what we're working with. Because, again, SoundCloud is really geared more towards musicians than yeah. podcasters. But um, but anyway, I'm going to look into that. So, guys, continue. So, John and everybody else, if you have uh, if, if you like the improvements or if you see issues, uh, let us know and we'll keep on kind of tweaking that. But, yeah, in 2023, that seems like a reasonable request. <laughs> You can sell anything You can sell anything all right, sorry my uh, energy level was a little bit low today. I'm just getting over a head cold. I'm fine, but I feel like I was a little bit uh, like a uh, pheasant behind glass today. <laughs> there is your Mr. Show reference for <laughs> the episode. Um, but if people are not seeing the descriptions of these commercials and links to them in the show notes, you can still find them on the Facebook group or in the Facebook group. Um, just look for After These Messages podcast on Facebook and ask to become a member of that. We do have a YouTube page where I've been posting all of these old commercials I'm finding on VHS tapes. Just look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. You can email us with all of your questions, concerns, suggestions. Uh, after these... Well, Let's leave the concerns out of there. After these messages, show <laughs> at gmail.com. And then the voicemail line where you can call in and sing us a jingle or just tell us what's on your mind is 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. We'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, dip. is he's once again back again with the caravan of man says from Pakistan. Karachi Posse's